0: This sit down is a celebration of Christopher Nolan's 2010 inception. It's an awesome film. It definitely, uh, basically demands a rewatch, but is well worth multiple watches. Very complex film. He is a master filmmaker and this is one of those films that you watch and think, I can't believe somebody turned this into visual and sound. So, pretty blown away when I look deeper and deeper and uh, there's plenty of discussion or analysis on the ending or what that means but in this I'm really just trying to look at and celebrate the actual pieces of fabric and how they're sewn together what are the actual shots what is the actual story structure what are these shots of what are these motifs and all that so some things to think about as you rewatch this film um glass broken glass breaking glass as a sound, uh, imagery sure, but especially as a sound. The idea of trains, totems in particular, the top, the spinning top. Children's faces or the lack of children's faces or the children, Cobb's children in and of themselves. Um, curtains become a motif in this. Mall, the character Mall, she uh, evolves into a motif in this. The pinwheel, that's important. And then the repeated dialogue or the word disappointment or disappointed, that'll come up a good bit. So um, those are some things to look for as you're rewatching this and kind of thinking about what is this project? What is this piece actually made of? Repeated dialogue uh, disappointed or disappointment is not the only time that that's used here old man filled with regret waiting to die alone. There uh, is some dialogue around that, that you'll see over and over again. Um, They drop it on you pretty quick, pretty early in the opening sequence. So, um, one maybe less important thing, but you'll see here, you could say is a Chris Nolan theme or something that comes up a lot. The main character is awesome when you first meet him and then as we get to know him better, they fall apart on us. They show their weaknesses. So that's something that you definitely see here and I'm not really trying to speak to all of Nolan's work but um, we can just keep it to inception that definitely is the case here i thought you said never to use your memories slow motion as a story tool this is important um probably the coolest use of slow motion in an immediate storytelling way that i've ever seen question mark Uh, the importance of location being visually different is something that you'll see here also as we edit and the editing in this movie is amazing. When you're thinking about uh, parallel editing, cutting different scenes together at the same time, parallel action, this is one of the best examples of that. I mean, it's such a huge tool, it's used all the time. It's used so commonly, not all the time. But the fact that our so many of our core locations are a party, a van in the rain, a hotel, a beach, and desolate city, Iceland, not the country. And this is something that you can't help but um, be engulfed with as you watch the movie, but try to notice it. These aren't just five different hotels. These are different looking locations. And then one other thing to think about as you look at this, uh, the practical effects. This is something that Chris Nolan and Wally Pfister um, seem to enjoy. I mean, it it doesn't necessarily connect with their love for celluloid, but you can see that Tarantino loves celluloid. He also loves practical effects. It's not that these guys don't use special effects. It's not that there's no special effects in inception, but the floating spinning hallway of the hotel that's actually built on a hydraulic system the water shooting through the building in the opening sequence, that's actually water getting shot through the scene. So again, it's not exclusively practicals, but it's pretty cool to see these guys using some of these techniques and mixing them together. So, um, all that said, as we dive into the story structure of this, there's a few things to kind of think about the midpoint to me, the midpoint of the film is pretty powerful, pretty clear. It's a pretty strong first culmination and potential, view of an ending for us. The end of act two is pretty clear. Also the only thing that you might say, um, could be a ramping or I I feel like is more debatable is the act one to act two launch. It's there, but I feel like you can debate on where exactly it breaks down. Uh, it opens with basically you might say a flash forward, Leonardo uh, his character Cobb is brought to kill somebody, and we set up a few of our motifs there. Do we even say guns and weapons are a motif? I mean, that's a part of it, but you see the top pretty early on. From there, we have a pretty fun opening audition that kind of introduces with some mystery what is this tool, what is this thing, what, is, what are they doing? We fail at our addition, we're offered Inception, which is somebody that runs a powerful corporation is asking us to put an idea into his competitor's mind. And he wants our main character to do this so that his competitor does not have complete and total energy dominance, a monopoly on energy. We decline, but when we're offered the chance to see our children again, we accept. And from here we go out, we find an architect, and then we go out and we find a forger. And that's Eames. This to me, I feel like we're, we're moving into act two, uh, us putting our team together, going into cobalt's backyard, running from them to me feels like we're clearly in act two. So you might say that putting our team together or going into a dangerous environment to put our team together is kind of that main character taking on the question of the film, which is, can I succeed at inception? Can I go home to America and not be arrested? And can I see my children again? In act two, uh, we have a fun run. We meet the chemist, we put our plan together. Lots of talking and standing and moving shots. We have an elevator sequence where we see a lot more about our main character. See into his past. That's a big deal. We see more of our motif set up. Children's faces, not seeing his children's faces. That's in that sequence. We see glass breaking. All this basically is a reveal to one of our teammates, one of our characters, Ariadne, but it's also revealed to the audience, audience, obviously. So we go into the van world. So raining in a white van, this brings us to our midpoint. It is revealed to us that when we die in this dream, we don't actually wake up earlier in the film. It's set up that when you die in these scenarios in these dream states, you wake up. But there's a twist here. We're so sedated that we actually do not wake up. We drop deeper down into dream states and we drop into limbo. So we see that the stakes are higher than we realized at the midpoint. And we we also get disappointed dropped on us. So the goal is more difficult than we realize. So those two things are happening. Not only is the air of the corporate, potential corporate monopoly trained mentally in the dream state with his own bodyguards. But his relationship with his father is more troubled than we realized. And that's a big part of our plan, playing his relationship with his father. So we realized that this is going to be harder than we thought. And if we fail, it's going to be worse than we thought. So conflict up, stakes up. Kind of like seeing T-Rex eat somebody. Kind of like being brought into Sid's house in Toy Story. From here, we go into the second part of act two. We learn about Cobb's past, the fact that he's blamed for murder, why he can't go back to America or he will be arrested. Supposedly, when the person that hires us makes one phone call, when we succeed at inception, this will be corrected and we will be able to go home and we will not be arrested. We go into the hotel world, also very different visually as we talked about. We go deeper into the snow world. Maul shows up in the snow world and she starts shooting people. She messes up our plan, we fail. So this is the end of act two to me, coming up on 111 minutes in a 148 minute film. And we get another glimpse at the ending. We get another second culmination. We gather all our information. We look at where we're at, and the glimpse at the potential ending is we lose. But then we decide, we come up with one more idea. Actually, we go down deeper into limbo. We're confronted with this idea of guilt and reveal that it was Maul that we actually succeeded with when we planted Inception earlier in Cobb's life. They lived a full life together down in limbo. They loved each other. He has to let her go. We utilize the pinwheel again as our heir to the throne, to the corporate empire, connects with his father. As we're talking more and more about how we actually grew old together, this is Cobb talking to Maul. After all of that, we get Sato, the gentleman that hired us. We bring him back. He wakes up, we shoot through all the levels from limbo into the snow world, into the hotel, into the van, and then into the airplane. He makes a phone call, we land. Not only did we succeed with inception, with planning an idea in the mind of the heir to the throne of our contending corporation. But we get home and we're able to see our children. We're not arrested. Plenty of debate to be had about what the ending is, what the actual ending means and all that, and that's fine, that's awesome. But the film is a crusher no matter what, as far as I'm concerned. And either way, this is a very complicated movie and I think it works great. I think it's a blast. And yeah, what else is there to say? Nothing.